It's June 1980. Alberto Mercado, Jose Molina, and Luis Pizarro are closer than ever to the Olympics. The opening ceremony is scheduled for July. The boxers have been training for months in Mexico City, and they've become closer friends as well. They spar together, but they also go on hikes and try to set each other up on dates. Even so, it was lonely. I only trained with my people. With my team, nobody else. The coaches have a strict diet regime to keep everyone in top form. But that doesn't stop Pizarro's sugar cravings. He would sneak ice cream into the bathroom, but he wouldn't always get away with it. The trainer opens the door and says, what are you doing? And I say, I'm using the bathroom. And he said, with your pants on? But even in Mexico, they're still getting threats from back home. One person even sent an anonymous bomb threat. So they're nervous when it's finally time to leave the country. As the boxers arrive at the airport, everything's quiet. No protesters, no angry government officials, no violence, nothing. The boxers board the plane, and then they're off to Moscow, for real this time. Jose Molina remembers sitting in a mostly empty cabin. But all is not well with him. After all that, when we finally got on the flight to go to Mexico, I was having some intestinal issues. It was back and forth from the toilet to the, to the seat, to the toilet to the seat, to the toilet to the seat. And that's the worst of it. Mercado, Molina, and Pizarro arrive in Moscow with plenty of time before the opening ceremonies. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From Campside Media and Sony Music Entertainment, I'm Bijan Steven, and you're listening to Eclipsed. Our boxers are finally in Moscow, safe and sound in the brutalist dorms of the Olympic Village. Athletes are everywhere, but it's still a lonely place. 65 countries have declined to participate, which means all the athletes that make up those teams aren't here. This is the third part of our four-part series on the boxers who broke the boycott. This is episode three ringside in Russia. The opening ceremony begins in the grand arena of the Central Lenin Stadium. And despite the boycott, it's packed. I would like to welcome all the athletes and officials here today, especially those who've shown their complete independence to travel to compete. Despite many pressures... The arena is arrayed with mosaics of Lenin and also the 1980s Olympics mascot, a cartoon bear cub holding a bouquet of flowers. The countries begin to march in. At the entrance of the stadium, Alberto Mercado carries the flag, with Molina and Pizarro walking behind him. But it's not the Puerto Rican flag. It's the Olympic rings. 
And that's because, obviously, the Puerto Rican government opposes their trip. They're not allowed to fly their colors. But Molina finds a loophole. But if you look closely, the hat I was wearing had the flag of Puerto Rico on it. Molina doesn't care how many people are opposed to him being in Moscow. He feels like he's representing the entire island. It was three of us, but it felt like there was three million of us. But the boxers didn't come all the way to Russia to walk at the opening ceremony and wear flags on their hats. Now, it's time to fight. The boxing in Moscow takes place at another giant, brutalist stadium constructed specifically for the games. This one can hold up to 80,000 people. Jose Molina is the first to get in the ring in front of the crowds. He goes up against a fighter from Ethiopia. The first two rounds are cake for Molina. But in the third round, the fighter from Ethiopia rallies. Molina is surprised. His opponent tags him in the jaw hard enough that he needs a standing eight count to compose himself. Even so, in a unanimous decision from the refs, Molina prevails. He's won the first round of the Olympics. Next up is Luis Pizarro. He's fighting a boxer from Cameroon. Teenage Luis is still getting used to crowds there to watch him fight. So the there were thousands of people in that stadium. It was full. It was a coliseum. But Pizarro grows even more confident as soon as he takes his first hit. He punched me, and it didn't hurt. He was weak. That's when I knew I was going to beat him. Pizarro dominates the fight. He's something of a swarmer, an infighter. He likes to get close to his opponents and overwhelm them with constant pressure. In this fight, the referee stops the contest before Pizarro can knock out his opponent. Did the Cameroonian say anything to him afterward? No, no, we, I spoke to him with, with my fists. After his dominant win against the Ethiopian fighter, Molina is slated to fight an East German named Dietmar Schwarz. Molina is confident. Even now, he's still dismissive of the guy. Uh, a skinny dude like this guy. <laughs> Schwarz and Molina both easily won their first fights. So it promises to be a close match. They go three rounds. He didn't have reverse. And neither did I. We were crashing into each other. That kid, I cracked his nose. I opened it up. Like, part of his nose started coming off. An official intervenes, and Molina is declared the winner. That's a big deal. He's one step closer to gold, sure. But his win against Schwarz gets him into the quarterfinals, where he'll be competing for bronze. But as the adrenaline fades, Molina notices something is off. At some point during the match, he's injured his hand. As soon as I cooled down from the fight, I realized what happened. That's when the pain arrived. And that's when he realizes there's no way he can fight with his injury. 
Melina's out of the Olympics. Ahí se fue la carrera. Se fueron los sueños. That's where all the dreams went away. La suerte. Las malas predicciones de acá de Puerto Rico, ¿no? Dejaron llegar. Yeah, the, the bad luck that's on Puerto Rico. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It's time for Mercado's first match. He's a favorite to medal, and he's been training years for this moment. There's also more on the line than Mercado's dreams. If he makes the podium, he'll be a national hero when he returns. All of the struggle to get to Moscow will have been worth it. Mercado's up against a Mexican boxer named Gilberto Roman. Roman is a boxer puncher. He's an expert at dodging punches and finding windows for jabs. He's also an even match for Mercado in the mustache department. But Mercado feels confident. He likes to float around his opponents and find openings with his jab. He's slippery in the ring, great at dodging incoming left and right hooks. Yo salí a pelear con uno que vino a pelear también. I, I went out to fight with somebody who was ready to fight too. The fight begins. Mercado and Roman eye each other. And then... They move in. He headbutted me. I think he did it intentionally. And then I started bleeding. Mercado gets a cut on his right eyelid. A doctor has to stop the fight. That doctor says Mercado is done. He's forced to forfeit the match. Mercado's Olympics are over. A minute and a half into his first fight. He cries in the ring. Simplemente lo único que yo quería era ganar la medalla olímpica en el en el 80. The only thing I ever wanted was that Olympic medal and the 1980 Olympics was my chance. I was the best. Pero tenía tanta presión de los malditos imbéciles, idiotas, desgraciados e ineptos políticos que me hicieron la vida imposible. Dilo como yo lo dije. What? <laughs> the only thing that held me back was the imbecile, a very long string of curse words that we'll translate fully later, but um, he asked me to make sure you translate that one correctly. Later in the studio, Alan takes a stab at translating Mercado's flurry of insults. The frustrating thing is that this whole sentence just sounds so much better in Spanish, but um, here's what he said. 
but I had so much pressure from the damn moronic, idiotic, disgraceful, inept politicians who made my life impossible. <laughs> God, that was, I, I really enjoyed that. After their losses, Mercado and Molina fly back to Puerto Rico. Pizarro is the last boxer left in Moscow. I felt alone, a little depressed, but I understood they had to leave. But there's no time to wallow. He's got his next fight to think about, against a boxer from Guyana. Thousands of people came to watch this match. When I saw what this guy was bringing, I knew I had to box this guy. I can't go crazy and start brawling with him. I had to be technical, keep my hands in, move in and out. And that's what I did. And that's when I told myself, this guy is mine. Pizarro wins the fight in a unanimous decision. With the victory under his belt, Pizarro makes it to the quarterfinals, which means he's now within sight of the podium. The only thing standing in his way is a skilled Cuban boxer named Adolfo Horta. Adolfo Horta. He is 22 years of age, five feet, five and a half inches tall. Next on Eclipsed, Pizarro fights for bronze. Meanwhile, Mercado and Molina start thinking about the rest of their lives. Eclipsed is a production of Campside Media. It's hosted by me, Bijan Steven, and written by Michael Canyon Meyer. We're produced by Lane Gerbig and Joe Hawthorne. Archival research by Caitlin Rathie. We're fact-checked by Alex Yablon. Our engineer is Garrett Tiedemann. Our theme song is by Doug Slaywin. Our executive producers are me, Bijan Steven, and Michael, I am the greatest, Canyon Meyer. The executive producers at Campside Media are Matt Scher, Adam Hoff, Josh Dean, and Vanessa Gregoriadis. Special thanks for production assistance from Callie Hitchcock. And a big shout-out to Alan Gomez, who helped report and translate this series. Special thanks to Mark McAdam for composing some original music for this series. If you want to say hello or what's up, drop us a line at eclipsedcampsidemedia.com or tweet at us at EclipsePod. Or you can send us a text. We're at... 917-810-3294. And if you want to follow me on social media, you can find me at Bijan Steven on Twitter and Twitch. On Instagram, I'm Bijan Cakes. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>